welcome to Seasons of Skyrim, a custom 5th edition D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore the world around them. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Grey, or Grey the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Golddagger III. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the Human Monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Brizendeen has extended his hospitality, and our adventurers are hoping Honey Hollow will treat them in kind for returning with new sun orbs. How graciously they accept it is up to them. Will Vale have any more luck finding Cortland Fortenberry? And will the others be able to stay out of trouble? It's been a while since they've had idle time in a comfortable city, and they'll need to do something to keep busy. Having traded the honey for the sun orbs, you decided to accept Brizendine's hospitality and stay the rest of the day. The four of you got along well enough, and he asked for assistance with a family affair. His cousin Vizcara has been trapped beneath Lake Moggin in Vongfeld Peaks for years. Brizendine asked that you free him however you can. The lake is a rough two weeks away from Honey Hollow, most of which is off the main road. But following the Sourleaf River upstream, you could get there easily. One of the things that I wanted to correct on last time was the deactivation word from the Sun Orb. It's mostly flavor right now, but there is a practical reason that will be apparent later. Rather than using warm to turn it on and off in Draconic, it's warm to turn it on and then cool to reverse the effect. So it's morning, the three of you are awake, Brizendine is awake, he is doing his own thing. Did we decide if we were going to go straight from here, if we were going to go back to Honey Hollow? We need to go back to Honey Hollow, because there's some things that need to be done. Well, we need to give them these other orbs, right, first, before we go to the other thing. Last I recall, that was the plan. Okay, that was the plan. But Honey Hollow is still close, right? Yeah, it's like, it's less than a day. Yeah. Had you not gotten a little bit off course on the way out here, getting here and back would have been done in a day. No problem. Gotcha. But your trailblazer got a little blinded. That's snow. Alright, who's talking to this guy? You guys had things you wanted to talk to him about before we left. I suppose I should ask the question. Okay. Um, hey, Brizendine. Good morning. Good morning. I have a, uh, a question for you. Um, just so we have some more specifics about going to try to help your cousin. Yes? Um, is your cousin a... Is your cousin... I don't know exactly how to ask this, so I apologize. Is your cousin a half-dragon like you, or is your cousin a, a full dragon, or a, a human, or a, some sort of humanoid, or...? or... Oh, he's... he is a dragon. Okay. He's significantly older than myself. Oh, goody. I don't say any of that out loud. <laughs> Although my eyebrows probably go up into my hairline like, oh dear. And is um, is he a, a red dragon like yourself? I have to decide whether or not those kind of questions offend him. I, sorry, I don't mean to be offensive. I don't, I just, we need all the information we can get. Anyway, I, I wait for him to answer. Uh, oh, no, no. If he had control of fire, he would not be stuck as he is. Oh, uh, yeah. I suppose that's true. That would be true. That hadn't exactly... Occurred to me, I apologize. <laughs> That's all right. You're you're inexperienced. I, it's true. It's true. Polite way of saying ignorant. At least he thinks I'm stupid and not mean. So, um, so then I don't know exactly the right way to ask what kind of element he's tuned to, or like what <laughs> color he is, well, I just, or... What more can you tell us about your cousin? I guess that's fair. <laughs> or what more can you tell me about him? So your question is, what more can you tell so, about uh, his cousin Vizcara? Yes. He's old, and he is not pleased with his situation. That is not to say that he has lost control of his mind, but you'll understand if he's less than sociable. I'm afraid we're going to get there, and he's going to be like, who the hell are these douchebags, and try to eat us. 
Is there something that we should tell him that will help him understand that we're there to help him from you and not just a couple of marauding adventurers? You have my name. You carry my work with you. I'm not sure what else you would want. A signed letter I don't think would be enough. (laughs) Um, Can you tell us the reason he's down there? Or how he got himself trapped or why he was trapped? Roll persuasion, please. I got a ten. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Holy fake statements, Batman. That's what a ten gets you. (laughs) Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Is there anything else before you guys head back to Honey Hollow? I still would like to know what kind of dragon he is, but I don't know how to ask that without <laughs> sounding like a douche. You can ask that question directly. How would we recognize him? Uh, He's the only one down he'll be there. The only dragon down well, there. Well, there you go. Then we'll know it's him. <laughs> um. Yes. And again, you'll you'll forgive my ignorance. Uh, what? What? We'll see. I beg you to forgive my ignorance. How about that? Um. <laughs> what kind of dragon is your cousin? Roll me another persuasion. Mm, because I sound like a dick. <laughs> a little bit. <clears throat> I don't mean to sound like a dick. I'm just stupid and don't know what's going on. Oh, that's so much better. I got a 19 that time. Okay. <laughs> he rolled exceptionally low. Yay. Um, he was once a very proud green dragon. Time has tempered his pride a little bit. And his situation, of course. Um, thank you, Brizendine, for your help and your hospitality. Course. You are welcome. Anything else? No, nope, I'm good. Gentlemen, no, nope, I'm good. In which case, then, um, I think uh, we will take our leave. Mm. If we might. Then you know the way out. So, does this mean we're not going back to Honey Hall? No, we are. Because he said his work. You've got his the, the Sun Orb, which is something that. Oh, when he gave to us. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Got it. That Plus is something that he specifically Hall. makes. Yeah. And it's not the thing we're supposed to take back to Honeyhollow. That was one for you guys to just have, because you negotiated real well. Okay. We have the ones for Honeyhollow, too. You said you might bring it back, but I don't... It's up to you guys. Uh, On your way out, you make your way over to the 20-foot drop, where your rope is still at. Because you tied it off at the top. You did. Yes. Mm -hmm. So everyone give me an athletics check with advantage as you climb back up. Hey, I crit! I got 15. 14. Okay, yeah, you all make it up just fine. You taking the rope back with you? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So whoever's rope that was, you can have it back now. All right, I'll take my rope back. Okay. And you make it to the exit of the cave, and there's that red uh, dragon dog. The nice one. Resting. Uh, he was very indifferent to you. Okay. He was That's just cool. kind of chilling. Indifferent is fine. He, he was, like, staring at y'all and sniffed you a bit and didn't do anything. Not the one that tried to kill me. No, no. No, that one avoided you on your way out. And yeah, you can easily walk past him and make your way back out into the wilderness. Heading back to Honey Hollow. Alrighty, who is leading the way? We lead by perception or nature? Or survival. I have a plus one to nature. Uh, That's the best Perception and survival will, will both be real handy right about now. That would be me then. Nora, you're up. Okay. You can roll either one of those. Perception, please. Okay. At 12. Perception. Okay. Vale and Darwin, once again, please roll um, either Perception or Survival. Uh, your bard guide is just really bad when there's not a road in front of him. I got 17. Okay. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. You both should have disadvantage because you cannot see in the dark. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, right. That's why I go first. I got a 15. I got a 12. The bard just starts clomping through the snow. Um, Tally-ho, lads. <laughs> but you're able to make out the faint impressions of your footprints from your trip in, and you help correct to the bargain. Keep him on path. Good. It might take you an extra hour or two to make it back to Honey Hollow, but you get there just fine. Returning to the Honey Hollow outpost, you find Captain Thorne asleep at that little table inside. Mm-hmm. Her notebook is open and kind of pushed in front of her where she's slumped down on the table. And you can see that she's been making... Charcoal sketches of someone. Can we see who? Sure, if you want to. Can I go look at it? Go give me a perception roll on that. I crit! Of course you do. <laughs> um, you only caught a glimpse of this man during your tour of the city, and you recognize this as the flower master? Uh, the halfling man who tends to the garden. And in this drawing, he looks particularly sad. Aww. Tears welling up in his eyes. Aww. Poor sad halfling man. That's no good. 
No, I want to go ask him if he's okay. Oh, God. <laughs> what? The bard can't have feelings? <sighs> can't care about other people's feelings? You heartless murderer. Changeling is just cold to everybody. Mm-hmm. Some of us care, okay? The doors down into the city are all unlocked. You don't have to wake Thorn up or anything if you just want to head in. We do just that? Oh, do we want to like abide by the rules and like leave our shit? Since yeah. you go in unescorted, you will pass through the that initial house with the closet room to drop off all of your winter clothes and weapons. I will. I will drop off all my stuff. I'll drop off all but a dagger. Except my. I will hide on myself. Okay. I'll drop my off everything. Skirts slash places. Yeah. Since you're not being watched, you've got plenty of time to do this and hide it well. Someone would have to probably pat you down in order to find your dagger. And you head back into the town center after winding your way through the snowy paths and the houses. When you make it back into there, there's a number of people about. Orcs, halflings. There's an elf with a very round face and wavy hair. There's an old orc man with a seemingly permanent slouch, slowly walking hand in hand with an equally elderly halfling woman. Adorable. What are you guys up to? Oh, we need to go see the mayor. And I need to go find the uh, criminal underground in the hollow. I feel like it's going to be hard to find because this place is so squeaky clean. And it's already underground? Mm. <laughs> 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 I'm so funny. <laughs> uh, maybe then it has a criminal above ground. <laughs> criminal overground. <laughs> uh, Sometimes I tickle so myself. I'm so done with both of you. <laughs> no, you're not. As you make your way towards the mayor's office, the elf gives you a smile and a wave and nod, not to stop you or anything, just to acknowledge your presence and to present a friendly face. Is the elf again? Uh, You have not met this elf before. If you want to go up and talk to the elf, you certainly can. It's just someone being friendly. If we weren't on a business mission, I would totally stop and chat. You make your way to Maraska's office. She's jotting some stuff down on her desk, and she welcomes you in. Hey, Marasco. What up? Welcome! I'm so glad to see you again. I thought maybe you'd be back yesterday, but today's just as good. How was the trip? Successful? Uh, yeah, it was It was fine. He invited us to stay the night, so we did. We have what you requested. Great, great. Let me, uh, let me see one. Here you go. So you, so you take one out. Yep. And you hand it to her. She's going to give it a good once over. Oh, yes, very nice. Let's just make sure it's working. She takes it out into the town center, holds it up next to the one that's currently there. Speaks a few words in Draconic. You can see the one she's holding light up, and the one she's touching it to kind of grow in brightness to match. And she does it again, turns the one off in her hand, which also turns off the one on the pedestal. Uh, Kind of a synchronization between the two orbs. So, oh, wonderful. Works just the same as we're used to. This should be great. Uh, was it just one? No, he he gave us a second one as well. Oh, great, great. Um, come with me. We'll just leave him in my office for now. That'll be fine. And she's... Oh, gosh, these things are kind of big and heavy. So she's holding <laughs> it in both of her arms and doing a little bit of a waddle walk back to her office and sets it down in the corner and says, you can put the other one right next to it. Sure. Um, I'm so glad you're back. Uh, now that you've run this errand for us, I can provide you each your own rooms to stay for... Well, I would say as long as you wish, but I mean, it's not permanent residence, of course. Of course not. Um, of course not. But any reasonable amount of time. She will give you each a key and walk you to one of the houses. She starts walking back as if she's heading towards the entrance and then takes an offshoot through one of the snow tunnels and leads you to a house. In this house, there's a number of rooms. There's other people hanging about and walks you up to three individual rooms and your keys all open up into that room. So you can give access to these rooms, keys to lock them. All of the privacy that you need. Is this the Honey Hollow Hostel? Yes. The state-run hostel, basically. Cool. The only thing that you don't have in your own rooms are, like, toilet and shower, like, bathing facilities. Got it. Beds, dressers, nightstands, closets, any of the basic stuff. Cool. Well, I know, uh, I know Sam is still around. I've certainly seen Sniffins running about. So I will leave you to your business if there's nothing else. Once again, thank you so very much. You're welcome. For your hard work. Is much appreciated. Uh, and she heads out. What do you want to do? Darwin, what are you doing? I'll pray to my guy. Okay. Using the cards thing. Spend the afternoon. You're going to go into your room and pray for a little bit. Yeah. What about Arnus? What's Arnus's plan? 
any of you want help from the others, you certainly can ask for it. It's not like you need to do your own individual side quests right here. But if you also just want to chill, that's possible. I might go see if that friendly elf is still out there and actually break up a conversation. Okay. Go visit Sweet Willie something. I don't know. I'm going to go talk to that elf. Maybe see Sweet Willie. And you're just going to go about town? Yeah, why not? Wonderful. I've got a few things to take care of, but if you hear of a guy named Cortland Fortenberry, would you tell me? I'm looking for him. Cortland Fortenberry? Is that even a real name, bro? I've got something to deliver to him. Cortland Fortenberry. It sounds made up, man. I think somebody's putting you on. Like, I don't think... I don't think that dude's real. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's great that if it turns out he's not real, you'll be able to tell me. I'm sorry. Artist, Artist. douche. douche. <laughs> roll for sass. <laughs> yes. What kind of roll is this? Just roll. Oh, it's 19. so sassy. It is so sassy. <laughs> I got a 19 for sass. <laughs> Artist is giving better. you the business right now, Vale. Artist, why are you being a douche? What? I'm just saying, like, I think you need to be prepared that this isn't a real guy. <laughs> Look, all right. Uh, In all seriousness, if I hear anything oxy. about Mr. Fortenberry, <laughs> if I hear anything about a name that even sounds remotely like that, I will let you know. Okay. Where will you Thank be you. in the meantime so that I can come running and tell you? I'm going to be around looking for him. So why don't we meet up for dinner at Sweet Willie's? Sweet Williams. Oh, cool. I was going to head over there eventually anyway. So awesome. Okay. And what are you doing in the meantime, though, Bale? Oh, in the meantime, yeah. I will be trying to find the criminal underground. All right. Slinking, as it were, around. Right. Let's start then with Darwin. Praying to Coram. We're going to get an answer regardless, but okay. roll religion. Ah. 22. Nice. Very good. You spend your time in deep prayer over this page, and when you're done, open up your eyes, and written there on it, it says, Mayapple Kudu. Kudu. I'm telling you, man, I don't think any of these people are real. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so is, that, is Mayapple all one word? Mayapple is all one word. Is there any other information um, on the card? You will also find out that this is an orcish female. Okay. It's your nice and high religion role. God's on your side. So, Arnis, you leave Darvin and Vale behind, and you head out to go see who? The elf person. Oh. I mean, I'm not going to go be all creepy and, like, seek them out. Like, Stalk they wave, an and if we had time, I would have stopped and talked. So Sure. Yes, this elf is still out there, and just speaking with everyone who happens to be in the square. Go and strike up a conversation. Oh, greetings. It's always wonderful to see a friendly new face. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Earl Moore. Is that... uh, I oversee the city. Mm. So is, is Earl um, a title? A title, what? yes. Um, I'm Arnis Gray. Wonderful to meet you, Arnis. What brings you here? My companions and I are traveling with a, a trader named uh, Samudio, who's been... Oh, a wonderful man. Yeah. I enjoy his company. And you waved earlier, so I thought I'd come back and say hi now that our business with the mayor is done. That's that's really all. Oh, okay. Are you a religious person at all, uh, Mr. Gray? Not really. Um, oh, that is that is a shame to hear. Well, I myself honor all of our city's gods. Hmm. Uh, if you ever wish to join me, you're more than welcome to. And he'll explain that they've got shrines to Liana, the god of halflings, Dorlek the god of orcs, Brumble, the god of plants, and Rubillo, the god of land. Hmm. Being a half-elf, I've always found religion to be oddly difficult. I was raised with the human god, but doesn't have a whole well, lot of meaning for me, unfortunately. I'm sorry to hear that. If you ever need a sympathetic ear, though, you can always come find me. Thank you. Actually, I have sort of a strange question for you that has almost nothing to do with religion. If you've got a moment... It, well, it has nothing to do with religion. Really. I've got nothing but time for the citizens of Honey Hollow. Is there... I can't believe I'm doing this for you, by the way. Is there somebody around town, as I try very hard to say this with a straight face, <laughs> <laughs> named Cortland Fortenberry? Oh, well, yes, indeed. That is not a made-up name at all. I'm sorry, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, you put on a serious face when I have to. Yes, I've known the Fortenberries for generations. Really? A good family. Could you, like, point me toward them or their residence or something? I know someone that's wanting to find him. Perhaps. Why do you seek this person? I have a friend that's got a delivery for him. So I don't really have oh. no connection to the guy whatsoever. Well, if it's just a delivery, you could... Uh, you could leave that with Larkspur, who handles all of our messages, mail and such, from uh, out of town. If it's just a delivery. I don't know the nature of the delivery. <laughs> yes, Larkspur delivers messages, or at least sees that they're delivered. So... And this just occurred to me and has nothing to do with the previous question, which may also sound odd. Um, it's just hitting me that you said you oversee this town. So what is the connection relationship between you and the mayor? The mayor is, of course, in charge of day-to-day. -day. I'm more overseas in terms of taxes and communications with uh, the capital and the other cities. Okay. I prefer a hands-off approach. I don't need to worry myself with how the flowers are planted, how honey is delivered. Merchants that come in and out. I'm simply pleased to be a welcoming face. Fair enough. As I think to myself, or as welcoming as is necessary. <laughs> While still not divulging any information about citizens at all. Um, or maybe just the one. Hey, all you said was you had a delivery. And they pointed you to the post office. That's all she told me! Anything else you want from uh, Earl Moore? No, not at all. Thank you for your time, sir. <sighs> well, if you ever need me. I spend some days out here in the square. I I'm in the shrines, of course. I have an office, if you ever wish to find me. Well, thank you. And then you head out. Mm-hmm. And we'll go to Vale for a moment. Darvin disappeared into his room to pray. Arnis went off to go be social. What are you doing? I'm going to hit the streets. I want to look for the shady criminal underground of Honey Hollow. All right. How are you doing this? Are, do you want to like go talk to people? Do you want to well, listen in on conversations? Start by like eavesdropping and observing. Like I'm looking for like conversations that may have hints at it, like symbols that would be used amongst the underground to signify places where they might meet. Things like that. The sort of okay. things that like happen right. on the DL that people wouldn't notice. Where do you want to do this at? Um, I want to start in the kind of the town square. Okay. And see if I can't find some direction. Give me a perception roll in the town square. Oh, that's a seven. Uh, you head out into the town square. As you're trying to look around and pay close attention to everything, you just get constantly distracted by Arnis talking with this elf person. Like, they're a little loud. Got it. And you can't get a good focus on anything. You do overhear that Arnis is asking a question on your behalf, though. Well, that's good. You might have some information later. Because I'm a good friend. You are a good friend. Hey, how much trouble have I helped you get out of? If I get in trouble because of this. Don't worry, I'll help you get out of it. So, I feel like I'm coming up a little dry here beyond that. Nothing obvious here in the town square. The most visible place in city. Yeah. So I know about the square, mm -hmm. the bar. And all the shops. And all the shops. And you know about the gardens. Head up to and the shops and just kind of wander the shops area. Okay. You can give me another perception roll out here. That's a 12. It takes you some time. You spend half an hour kind of wandering the shopping district through the snow tunnels, and, uh, back and forth among the storefronts, without exactly venturing it. But after about an hour, you spot... Oh, shit. What do they call the thieves can't symbols? Oh, it's... Yeah, I don't know what they're called. Okay, anyway. You, but, spot, yeah. you spot a symbol that is exclusively used by rogues and thieves and assassins. Used to mark doorways and areas. And it's very small, kind of carved with the grain of the wood. This is in front of Bacata's Herbs and Oils. And it is a symbol, not a warning symbol, it's just, it's used for business on the DL, basically. Got it. So I'm going to go into the shop then. <laughs> and look around for a proprietor of some kind? Sure. You walk in, the air's a little bit more pungent inside, they're... Oils, plants hanging from the ceiling, lots and lots of glass vials everywhere. And behind a counter is a short-looking orc. Probably a little bit old. I'm going to say they're early 50s. A little bit of gray in their hair. Just kind of sitting behind the counter. I'm going to approach the counter. I want to address him in some sort of, like, acknowledged way using these can't that would be, like, like a universal I'm a member. Welcome to my store. Can I interest you in any goods? And as they are saying this in many more words, 
you also get the understanding that, yeah, what is it you're really looking for? I talk about several things that I might be looking, and my undertone is that I'm looking for uh, information to the location of Cortland, Fortenberry, and willing to obviously pay the going rate mm-hmm. for that. Mm. All right, roll persuasion. 16. Ah, you're seeking a very prized tincture. Definitely speaking in metaphor now. Yeah. It is quite valuable here in the city, but we do have... Hmm, are we going to say this? I do have two vintages of that particular mix. Which are you looking for? As you know, there's a freshly brewed batch, and there's also quite an aged batch. The fresher the uh, ingredients, I would assume, the better. <laughs> Roll me insight. Sorry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Roll me insight. Yeah. I know what you're this saying. Is... Yeah. Seven. Mm, okay, no, you don't get the metaphor. Yeah, why do I feel like there's a junior and a senior involved here? Ah, oh, the fresh one is particularly valuable. And access to it would, of course, cost you uh, similarly. Um, screwed by my guild. They did not give me the information I needed. What do you need this for? Hmm. That, that'll be helpful. I will tell them that there was a... Um, since we're kind of trying to play out the thieves can't hear... I have a very uh, specific client who would like to see that uh, no others get to uh, partake in this specific vintage. You wish sole ownership, then? Yes. You want to buy the entire stock. Uh, Roll inside again. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Seriously? Would you get it? No, that's a five. He can see that you're not getting it. He explains it a little bit more clearly. A lot less subtlety going on now, straying away from the thieves' con, and wants to know, do you just wish to take this person with you? I was hired by a third party to eliminate this person. Ah, so you wish to uh, wish to consume it all for yourself. Yes, yes. You must be quite ill then. Yes. Wait, that's let, let, me, let, me, let me flip that. Just <laughs> I'm not ill. Yes. Uh, no, no, this is what I was saying. Um, the, the consumption isn't for me, but for another who needs the medicine. Mm-hmm. They will let you know that they do have the information, but it's not going to come cheap. What would the price be? How much are you willing to offer for this information? Five gold now? and then Now? How much later then? Uh, a percentage of whatever my patron offers in uh, thanks for seeing I, that he gets the medicine he needs. I see. And do you have to make this delivery outside of town? Is your patron here? I should be able to arrange delivery rather quickly once I receive the package that I need. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Roll persuasion. We're throwing some good money down. Ten. Five is a good start, but... I'm afraid you'll need a greater line of credit if you wish to purchase in that quantity. I could... Hmm. What could I offer for five? Hmm. A means, if you lack it. I have a means. Okay. Let's see. What else? Would, uh... Because I've got five more. Would... Would would ten make up the difference? I didn't want to walk away with no money here. Would a total of ten be able to cover the difference? Yes. Okay. Yes. Of course, you wanted everything I had in my pocket. You know, you're going to double the size of a bribe? Yeah, they'll jump on that. I figured. Probably could have so, up to like seven or eight. And too late. That money got doesn't you. anything. Says the person who wants to be in charge of a guild. Yeah, the, the, it's not the money that I want by being in charge of the guild. It's, it's, okay. the, it's, it's the power and the sense of family. Okay. All right. Ah, for ten. Yes, that could certainly be arranged. Um, they will give you this person's home address for ten. You now know where Cortland Fortenberry lives. Wonderful. I hand over the money and I thank him for his assistance. Since you are such a wonderful customer, I will off- I will give you this as well. Slides you a little vial. Yeah. Do I know what's in this vial? <laughs> oh, yes, yes, of course. This is... Uh, it's just a little something to ease guilt. Okay. What's that? Imagine a mixture of drunk and ecstasy. Got it. <laughs> All right, uh, I take the vial and uh, vamanos. Okay, and we're going to go back to Darwin, who's finished his prayer. He's got a name. Yeah. What do you wish to do with this information? I guess I could go ask Sweet William or something. It's been about ten minutes. Arnis, where were you headed after talking with that elf? To Sweet Williams. Okay, so you're out of the town square. Great. You head back out of the hostel, and as you're passing through the town square, 
Cassava comes rushing in from the direction of where it leads off to the, the beehives and the flower garden. He is shouting that someone is in grave danger and needs and needs the doctor's help immediately. Dr. Corey. He's shouting for Dr. Corey. She's hurt. I don't know what's wrong. And we need Dr. Corey immediately. This is the guy that you recognize who handles the beehives. Okay. Who's her? And, oh, you're going to go talk to him? Yeah, yeah. Oh, great. Even better. He'll let you know it's it's May Apple. Who's I, that? I, she's a, a rambunctious girl. I think she got into the beehives. Looks like she's been stung and she's shaking. Where is she? She's in the gardens. We need to get the doctor. Where is the doctor? It was kind of passed by in just like real quick during your initial tour of the city. So if you wanted to go rush to get Dr. Corey, you'd know how to get there. Or at least you'd know which tunnel to go down and you'd see his sign hanging if you were to go that way. Okay. What are you doing? I'm going to head toward the doctor. Okay. And then like as soon as I can, sort of try and leap back around and sneak to where she's supposed to be. Or you could just say, you go get the doctor, I'll run to be with May. Yeah. Okay, that sounds better. I'll do that. Okay, so what are you doing? Tell me what you're telling Kasaba here. He's, go, he's in a panic. We need Dr. Corey. We gotta go get her now. I'll go check on the patient. You go get the doctor. What does she look like? Okay, she's a young orcish woman. She's about 17, long black hair, and imagine if green skin could tan. Okay. You, of course, are not alone in the town square. Other people are going to be hearing this. They are worried. Is anyone going with you? Uh, yes. Uh, one person is going with you. It will be... They're rushing off. They care about May Apple's well-being as well. Yeah. Caster. Who's Caster? He's uh, I don't know if you've met Caster yet. Uh, this is an orc man, early 20s. No, 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 Orc man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Leader. 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 <laughs> Batman. I love the movie. I mean, <laughs> I hate us all. Each and every one of us. So I'm going to go see... Caster uh, is following right behind you. Not much I can do about that. No. One of the other ones is going with Cassava to go get the doctor. The other one is just panicking. Just like, oh my god, what's happened? Are they going to be okay? Just like causing a scene in the middle of the town square. Our artist is fortunate enough to be out at Sweet Williams right now. So you rush into... Which is probably good for you, Where's because my... I would have tried to save her. So you rush in past the wells, and you enter into the first garden. Give me a perception roll. Caster is with you, and he is very worried. He's going to be looking around, too. We have to find her. We have to find her. I got an eight. He got 13. He does a quick glance along the path, and he decides he's going to head into one of the next ones. Now you've got a choice, actually. There's the left and the right. There are two more kind of greenhouse spaces... That the bees are occupying. Which way did Castro go? Or is he not gone yet? Uh, he's heading off down the path, and he's going to be making that decision shortly. Okay. But if you want to wait to see which way he goes, you can. Yeah. I'm just going to go the opposite way. He's going to go to the right? So I'll go left. And I'll yell at him. We'll cover more ground if we split up. <laughs> That's so good. I love it. You dirty assassin. I mean, man of God. Right. Uh, you enter the next room, and the bees are actively in here. So there's a constant hum everywhere. Give me a perception. Meanwhile, Caster is doing very much the same. Six. You don't find anything in this particular room. Okay. Do you wish to stay looking in this one, or go to the other one? I'll look this. I'll check this one one more time. Okay. You're gonna spend a couple more minutes, and uh, Caster is also staying in the other one. Right, so roll again. Roll another perception there. See if you can find. It. Five. I guess with that, I'm going to give up and assume she's in the other room. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, you spend about a minute just scanning through both of these rooms, and you have not found her at all, thinking, Castor must have gotten it right. And you head off into the next one. And sure enough, near the center of the room by the sun orb, there's Castor, and he is very tenderly holding this young orc woman in his arms, and kind of brushing the hair on her face and speaking softly to her. How does she look? Can I make a medicine check? Yes, you can make a medicine check. If you rush up to her, like, and obviously make your presence known. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. I'm not being stealthy. Yeah. Fuck. You can see welts all over her face and arms, and she's shaking, almost like a seizure, but you have no idea what any of this means. Other than, it's not good for her. I guess I'll ask Castor, what happened? Is she okay? I, I don't know. We need the doctor. We need to get her to the doctor. Can you help me carry her? Why don't you run to the doctor? Bring him here. Cassava's getting him. Oh, that's right. Either 
wait with me here for the doctor or help me get her there. I'll wait with you here, I guess. The doctor's on the way. We shouldn't move her right now. Was that your medical opinion? Yeah. <laughs> she should not be moved. I, I roll persuasion on that. He's in a huge panic right now. 17. Okay. I'll, I'll do anything to save her. He's brushing her hair. He's picked up one of her hands. And he's like kissing the knuckles. And he's intensely worried about this young girl. Okay. I think I can help her. Can you run? And get me some water, please. What, what for? We need to make sure the patient stays hydrated. Roll me persuasion. 14. I, I, I can't leave her side. I, it would kill me if anything happened to her. The doctor will be here soon. Which is actually probably a fair assessment. The doctor will be here soon. Kasaba was quick on his feet. You don't know exactly how much more time you have, but it's not like you've got all the time in the world. I could just find a way to keep the doctor away. That might be all I have to do. Just need an apple. Can you describe the location again? You know that there are two entrances in here. Both of them lead through one of the, like, old houses. Okay. Converted into, like, fancy airlocks, for better lack of a better term. All right. The room you're in now is dominated mostly by plants, vegetation. A lot of flowers, some fruit plants. There's some undergrowth that... It would take you, like, some good looking at to determine exactly what everything is. Which I'm assuming I don't have time for. And then you can see, like, bits of buildings along the exterior where the honeycombs and the beehives are all located. And that's where they harvest the honey from. It is certainly not a completely open area. It's not like you can stand in the middle and see everything. There are points where plants are just kind of growing over and make it more like a jungle terrain to pass through. Okay. There are the main paths that are completely clear of plants. Uh, and then there's also just kind of like small little ones that lead into, but maybe not out of, kind of like service trails. Okay. And there are bees, right? And bees. And all the bees. What are the bees doing now? Buzzing. Flying around. They're, they're, they're doing bee business. But they stung her, right? Or have I not asked about that yet? Based on your check, you would definitely believe that she was stung, especially since that's what Kasava said happened. Okay. Like lots of times? That's what it looks like. Okay. This is tough. If only this dude weren't with me. I know, right? Just so happened that her boyfriend was there. Stupid boyfriend. Kill him too. Always an option. <sighs> not really. <laughs> I mean, it is technically an option. It's not what your god said to do. But you've got your fists, and he is kneeling over her body on the ground right now. Oh, that's right. I don't have my weapons either. No, you don't. Only Vale was sneaky enough to do that. Well, I technically have a weapon. You've got your lead. Hey, do you want to go kill a teenager? No. Okay. <laughs> they can't really forensic psychic damage. I'm not anywhere near where these things are going. Nope. Uh, roll me a perception, though, Arnis. Huh. Yeah. I got an eight. <laughs> Outside of the door to Sweet Williams, it's certainly louder out in the town square than it usually is in your experience, but you can't tell at all what it's about. Like, maybe people are just excited about something. Old person shouting really loudly. Yeah, it could be a problem, but there's no reason to believe any of those things. It's just like, it's a bit louder out there than usual. But you're you're in Sweet Williams, and there's nice dim lighting, good drinks. Uh, no one's on the stage right now. So dark. Do I know the boyfriend's name? Yes, this is Caster. Oh, right. All right, Caster, do you think we should carry her to the doctor? The, the sooner she gets attention, the better. Do you know where the doctor is? Uh, well, I doubt, <laughs> that, I doubt that he's going to want to keep her here in the beehives. Well, you never know. Sometimes the poison is the only cure. You might need some what? bee sting to help fix the bee sting. <laughs> what? <laughs> Love it. Uh, roll persuasion on that. Like, I mean, I want to just have you roll bullshit, but it's not that's just... 16. He also got a 16. Damn it. So unfortunately, he's not willing to throw her into one of the beehives right now. <laughs> I was hoping that's where that would go, but... And uh, as you're discussing this, Cassava rushes in with Dr. Corey, who is a halfling man. He's got on, like, a doctor's coat. And he rushes over to see May Apple. He gives her a quick look and says, we've got to get her out of here right now. We've got to get her to my office and just get her out of this environment. Okay. Uh, some help carrying her, please. I'm... I'll help. It'll okay. Flex suspicion. The three of you rush out of the gardens and out of the beehives through the town square, down one of the tunnels, and into his doctor's office, uh, where he's got a medical exam table there, and 
you and Castor lay her down. And he starts examining her, and he will say, it, it does look like she's been stung a number of times, but some of this is a rash. Uh, it, it has to be from one of the plants in the gardens. I can't think of anything else that it would be. You, you there, young man, as he points at you, Darvin, we need to know what plants were in that area. You have to get the flower master. This is the man from Captain Thorne's drawings. Uh, you've seen him briefly in there before during your tour. His name's CJ. Okay. If he's not in the gardens, he's... Oh, where would he be? He might be in Sweet Williams. Uh, no, he wouldn't be in church right now. It's not time for that, though. Oh boy. Um, How serious is this? Is your life in danger? I, yes. I would say if we don't find out what plant this was, she could very well die. And at that, Castor just like starts bawling. Castor, why don't you help me find the flower master? Absolutely. So you can either go look for him in the gardens, which you've already been through a lot. You can look at Sweet Williams. Uh, he suggested a church, but that's probably not likely. Or uh, you can go search elsewhere if you've got any other bright ideas. Like if you want to try to find uh, him roving about one of the shops or his house or in some office. She's your girlfriend, Caster. Where do you want to look for the flower master? Uh, why you gotta put this on me? Because I'm trying to put a death on him. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, um, so let's see. He wants to go to, he wants to go to, to CJ's house. Wait, wait, is that where CJ lives? <laughs> he wants to, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> CJ's house is where CJ lives. <laughs> That's where the flower master lives. No, it's just his house he owns. Somebody else lives there. It's just, it's a club. They just play a lot of house music. Like the shittiest DJs ever. <laughs> so okay. you think no, CJ no, would like be? You think CJ would be at his house right now? Well, we didn't see him in the gardens. He's got it. He, he's probably at home then, right? I guess. You don't think he'd be at the church? I, it's not exactly like a worship day. Oh, that's true, I guess. If you want to persuade him to go one way or another, you can. His idea is go to this man's house. Yeah, whatever. Let's check out the house. You are off on the hunt for the flower master here. Aratus. Except I'm trying not to find him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Caster knows where to go. You're just going to have to kill more people. <laughs> Damn it. I'm kidding. You're going to have to. I don't, know, I don't know how you want to handle this. I'll figure it out. Hopefully. All right, you're at Sweet Williams. Timeline-wise, this is right after Cassava came and dragged Darvin off. You didn't hear any of that. You're just chilling at Sweet Williams. Cool. What's up? What's the plan? Uh, I was gonna just like, well, one probably get a drink, but two, done. See if I could talk to William about like how they select musicians if they let people sit in. Ah, yes, of course. Um. I know I'm a stranger here, and I don't want to impose, so... Well, we really only have two dedicated nights uh, where Quince performs. <laughs> he brings in a big crowd, so he gets his own nights whenever he wants to schedule them. Set up two for him a week. Uh, other than that, it's really kind of an open stage situation. Certainly enough musicians in town for it. And if you ever wish to perform, just let me know, and I could pencil you in. That would be awesome. Um, I don't know how long we're going to be here, but, I mean, what's the schedule look like today and tomorrow? Well, today or tomorrow, I could either give you, like, the early dinner crowd or the, like, closing time crowd. We've got those, uh, you know, the sweet spots already booked for today and tomorrow. Of course. If you want to perform a little earlier, if you want to shut the place down, you can. Oh, I will shut the place down. <laughs> That's one of my specialties, William. <laughs> sure, sure. Would you like to, tonight or tomorrow night? Um, let's go with tonight, just in case we have to move on before then. All right, and what do you play? I play loop, and I sing. How should I write your name up on the board? Oh, you should write me in as Gray the Great. It's my stage name. <laughs> I love it. Gray the Great. And he pulls over this board, you know, a few feet wide, and writes your name down on a little spot for today, and says, well, you know, if you're performing tonight, uh, assuming you're going to get tips and bring in a crowd, performers drink for free. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I mean, not anything you want, but... Well, of course. If you want some meat, like, yeah, meat, endless. I'm in. <laughs> How much are you drinking before tonight's oh, events? Oh, not a ton. 
definitely not a ton because I've never played in this town before and no one knows who I am, so I'm not performing drunk. Okay. By any means. It's fine. But yeah, you'll he will keep pouring you from the keg as much as you want to drink. Cool. I love it. Is there anything else you'd like to do until that time comes? No. Nope. At least in this immediate window here. Nope. Really if there were if there were other musicians kind of hanging around the place, I would talk to them. So I'm pretty much just Dave waiting. Matthews level on stage jam session. That's what she's looking for right now. I'm also uh, just do waiting for roll. Um, Vale slash Kara to turn up. That's fine. 18. You see a halfling dude in his 40s, roughly, with what looks like a keytar strapped to his back. A keytar. Yes. Nice. I want to go talk to the halfling dude with the keytar. And he's standing over at a table and he's chatting to some folks. And you approach him. Oh, you're much taller than him, of course. He turns around and he sees your loot. And he's like, oh, hey, another musician. It's always wonderful to meet someone who plays. Tell me, what kind of music do you play? Oh, a little of this and a little of that, really. Depending Can't go wrong with a little bit of everything. <laughs> it really depends on the occasion or what I'm hired to do. If given my druthers, I do mostly kind of storytelling type songs. I love a good story. You playing? Tonight, in fact, hopefully, assuming everybody else doesn't go over their time limit. Well, I can't make any promises. I will Sometimes be. the crowd just won't let me get off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> I know what that is. I should be uh, shutting the place down tonight. I'm performing in that good 7 to midnight slot, so nice. well, maybe after you do a few numbers, I could join you back up on stage. I would not say no. He'll reach up a hand to shake. Yeah, oh, absolutely, I take it. I'm not going to be like, psych. That would be mean. <laughs> Name's Quince. Oh! Always good to meet a fellow minstrel. Quince, I have heard things about you. My name is Aranis. I'm, I'm glad that my, uh, my name's getting around. You seem to be the resident musician around here. Well, yeah, I got the shop. If you'd like to take a look at it any time, just let me know. I mean, I perform later this evening... So not then. That's not the time. That's a bad time. <laughs> but other than that, I am kind of on lunch right now. As he takes a big swig from a pint of mead. I will certainly consider yeah. doing that. I'm meeting a friend here at some point today. Oh, well, you should introduce me when they show up. She's non-specific about a time. I said dinner. Did you say dinner? I said dinner. Oh, that'll probably be like right when Quince takes the stage. Oh, where are my manners? These are my friends here. This is Beth and Aster. Another pair of halflings. And they smile at you giddily. Nice. Give them little waves. Not just because they have little hands, but they are small waves. (laughs) (laughs) If you care to join us until your friend shows up, you can. If not, no worries. Sure. I may even follow you back to your shop for a bit. Um, Give me a... You can roll persuasion or performance right now to impress these friends of Quince's. Uh, I'm going to roll performance. Just laying on the charm. Oh, Jesus. I'm not very charming. I got a nine. <laughs> hey, ladies, as I fall over. Aster seems to be very smitten with your charm. <laughs> Beth is just kind of paying more attention to Quince at this point and doing her best to ignore you. Okay with that. I was. But you have a lovely little lunch, liquid lunch here with uh, Quince and his friends. I enjoy a good liquid lunch. So, Vale. Mm hmm. You've been given some information by Bacata. Bacata. I just want to, before I start putting the plan into action, I know that that I have a way to contact a contact of my guild in town. At least I believe I do. What's that method? Um, (laughs) (laughs) The DM is looking confused. Oh, I I thought there was like a, if I did the job, I could, I would be able to contact and let them know that it was done. You were given the card, which Uh had the target's name. And just, like, some very basic information as far as, like, what needed to be done during the job. Like, this looked like an accident. They need to die on fire. This one was just make sure they're dead and everybody knows they're dead. Um, You were told as long as you take that into a guild house, you can get paid. Okay. It's not a magical find assassin piece of paper. (laughs) So can I examine this paper and make sure there's nothing on it that I missed that is not going to lead me to killing the wrong person here? Because I'm beginning to feel like I'm heading down. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm being set up. I'd like to think that the way the previous guy was speaking, I have enough of an understanding that there's something more going on here. I don't know if Vale, the character, understands, okay. but it sure sounds like Chris, the person, understands okay. that there's a senior 
and a younger. Uh-huh. But yeah, everything that's on that piece of paper, like you know already. There's nothing written in code or in microscopic print. There, and the there's margins. nothing on the card that would indicate to Vale that there is a senior. No. Okay, no. cool. The best you could do is just figure whoever made this assignment didn't know about the other generation. Awesome. There's nothing on the card to indicate the reason, aside from must be no. killed. You don't always get reasons. That's what I was just asking. Money's cool. a reason. All right, I want to go then stake the house out for a little while. Awesome. Give me a perception. Uh, I'm going to love it. You sit around the corner of this house. It's very plain. There's a small wooden door, maybe five feet high, and you can see a little bit of a front of a building before it kind of disappears behind the snow tunnel walls. And as you're standing there waiting, do you want to be hiding at all or just... Kind of hiding in plain sight, like, does that make, if that makes yeah. sense, like, I'm not hiding behind a dumpster, I'm more like mm-hmm. just kind of hanging out, maybe just like ch- eating an apple, like just looking like a regular dude or girl on the street. Yeah. And you're staking out the front of Cortland Fortenberry's address, keeping an eye on the door. Five, ten minutes go by, and Darwin and a young orc run up. They run right past you. Darwin, as you're running to the Flower Master's house, you see Vale. Sorry, you see Kara. Caster will keep leading you right into this door. They're going to the building I'm watching? Yes, they are. Okay. Do anything upon seeing your traveling companion there. I'll give you, like, a look. Like. Okay. And Vale, yeah. Darwin just went rushing by into that house you've been staking out. Uh, okay. With a, with a young orc man. I'm just going to watch him. All right, you head into the building with Caster, Darwin. Caster starts calling out for CJ. A couple minutes later, a halfling, which you recognize from the flower gardens, comes out, and he's in a robe. A very simple terry cloth-like robe. What? What's what's the problem? What's going on? Oh, one of those new guys. Uh, sorry, I just woke up. <sighs> Can I help you? And he's just looking right at the two of you, Darvin and Caster. Um, yes. Oh my god. It's so awful. Um... Wow, with it, come oh on. Lord. Can I the worst stall in can history? Can I start crying? Or like pretend to start crying? Yeah, you can roll performance, <laughs> performance or deception. Either one of those two will be fine. Minus one to both. So I'll go performance. Okay. Two. <laughs> oh god. Pull yourself together. And he like kinda walks up to you and gives you like a smack in the arm. Caster, come on, what's what's really going on here? And Caster will explain what's happening. And that he's needed at Dr. Corey's. Let me put some pants on. There's no time for pants. Pastor says, because yeah, Mayapple's in danger. The doc, Dr. Corey says she could be dying. Oh, shit. All right, all right, pants will wait. Uh, he <laughs> puts on some slippers, and he's ready to follow you out. Back to the doctors. Am I leading the way? Pastor can certainly lead the way. He knows the way. Everything I'm trying to do to further my own end has the exact opposite effect. If anything you want to do to stall these people or just murder them, I'm not going to stop you. But yeah, you and Castro have convinced CJ that he needs to go see Dr. Corey right now. I don't feel like I feel like I'm allowed to murder other people. Which is I mean, fair. I can't. You've kind of explained that before. Yeah. They're not actively trying to stop you. They're just doing what they would normally do in this situation. Right. Yeah, CJ is ready to follow Castro out. They're heading towards the door. Unless you're going to stop them, yeah, they're heading out. There's nothing I can do. Huh. I don't think I'll go with them. Vale. A few minutes later, after you see Darvin and this young orc man go into the house, you see them exit again. Right behind them, there's a halfling in a robe and slippers. Wonderful. I'm going to let them go. Okay. And then after they go, I'm going to walk up to the door, and I'm going to knock on the door. Uh, there's no answer. I'm going to look around and see if there's anybody watching me. Perception roll. I crit. It seems to be lonely in here right now. And I'm going to go into the house. Right, you go into the house. What are you doing in the house? Now I know that there's clearly no one in here. I'm going to look around and see if I can find any sort of evidence that I'm in the right place. Like, not that I don't trust the information I got, but let's be thorough. Let's double check and make sure I'm in Cortland Fortenberry's home. And then I'm going to find a place to wait to kill the dude when he gets back. As you're going through the house, you find the bedroom... The living room. There's a kitchen. There's a small office space. Uh, where would you like to look? Check the office space first. Sure. Perception. Uh, perception investigation. Okay. Well, for now, you're just kind of getting a uh, handle on what's in this room. Six. There are a number of books, and on the desk, there's a stack of letters. Okay. I will. And there's like writing utensils and a small lantern. 
I'll just, just some knickknacks about too. Look over all. Look over the letters. Sure. Now you can investigate. Yes, that's a twelve. You find some letters, and in these letters, you can see these are mostly correspondence between Cortland and uh, appears to be someone he's romantically involved with. Okay. The stack of letters you have are all from Cortland. Uh, signed at the bottom with his, just, it just says Cortland at the bottom. Got it. And at the top, it's just addressed to L. Uh, anything about the content of the letters beyond like romance? Wishing her well in her endeavors outside of the city, offering support, and wishing that they could be together, and some sentiments that he supports her fight for the people. Check the bookshelf. Investigate again. It's a twenty-three. Most of these books are agricultural in nature. A lot of books on flowers, what grows well together, which ones make for the best food, aromas, honey, what attracts what animals, things like that. Just real dry science-y stuff. There are a couple of light novels, like young adult romance things, that probably haven't been opened up in a while. Got it. As you open up one of the books, though, a few loose pieces of paper fall out. And as you take a look at them, these appear to be plans of some sort for a weapon. Interesting. I'm going to go ahead and pocket those. Those might be handy later. Okay. You can't make heads or tails yeah. of it, but like between like the notes scrawled on the side and things like power and like danger, something about this just... Yeah. yeah. Not just like, oh, hey, we're going to try something and it might be dangerous. It's like, no, I'm working on something that is purposefully dangerous. Got it. What else is in the room? You said the desk, the bookshelf, and just like knickknacks, that sort of thing. Knickknacks, writing utensils. There might be an old coat or an old pair of shoes in the corner. Yeah. A lantern. All right. Uh, and then there's, you said there's like a bedroom, a living room, and a kitchen. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Uh, I'm not expecting him to be back anytime soon, so let's go check the living room next. Perception, perception to see what's going on in the room. Well, that's a four on the perception check. It's a cozy little living room. Nothing stands out. This is just a common space. Okay. Kitchen. Uh, nine on the perception check for that. You find some hard cheese. Still fresh. But other than that, there's just kitchen utensils in here. Plates, cups, knives, forks, spoons, pots. A little spot to cook on. To the bedroom. To the bedroom. To the bedroom! On the perception check, that is a five. This is a very small bed, but I mean, he's a halfling. So, so it's yeah. a big bed, yeah. And there's a pair of nightstands, one on either end. You find clothes, male and female. The female stuff doesn't look like it's been moved for a while. Let's check nightstand number one. Investigation on this one? Yeah. 19. You roll up to his side of the bed, which you can tell because it's a little bit deeper, and the pillow's, like, obviously been laid on a bit more recently. And you open up the nightstand. You look through it, there's mm, just like a pair of really warm socks and a nightcap. There's a drawing of him with a woman. It's a little bit of a crude drawing, but you can tell like this is a time when they were happy together and someone drew it for them. And then you also find... 19 you said, right? Yep. Yeah. You find a really old love letter, probably from when they were first like courting each other. And you find out that this is a letter that was written to him from presumably whoever the woman is who lives in the house, saying, I've enjoyed our time together so much. Uh, I can't believe that we've been able to find each other and find such happiness and looking forward to spending the rest of their lives together. Okay. Really sappy stuff. And it is signed, Labruska. I recognize that name. Oh, yeah. She's the lady whose execution we oversaw. Yeah. That halfling woman. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at vanessablockland.com. Blockland spelled B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D. Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at dibber.mo or at soundcloud.com slash dibbermusic. Dibber, spelled D-I-B-U-R. Website design by Patrick Dunkerley over at dunkdesigns.com. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, 
We're on Twitter at Podcast, or you can email us at skyrenpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrenpodcast.com.